0: Dear Lord, we are here to learn from Your Word and You are the author of the Scripture and we asking that You will explain to us the Scripture. May Your Holy Spirit teach us, may He use me as Your tool for Your glory and for our edification. In Jesus' name I'm asking for that, Amen. I want to spend a few moments today, just very few briefly moments and talk about lessons from wilderness. As Christians we all went through different times, times of prosperity and times of pain. And I want to teach today how we can look back to move forward in our lives. Have you ever thought about the connection between memory and confidence? In fact, I would be so bold to say that if you don't have a good memory, you cannot be confident. Because there is nothing to sustain the confidence without memory. You have to remember where you came from and who you are. And people very often use that, remember who you are or where you came from. And it gives us some kind of foundation, sustains us. And it helps us to greet the possibility of future with humility and with gratitude. Because you know where you have been and you remember where you come from. And I'm under the opinion that you have to remember more of your failures than successes. Because when you failed or you were in pain or you grieved, then you experience how God sustained you on the way, that He was with you, that He met you in your pain. When I was studying in the Academy of Physical Education, I was a very good sportsman, successful one. And then I became a businessman, and I had many successes. My grandpa came to me, and he said, right into my eyes, he said, son, I'm really proud of you. It's everything great, but son, listen to me. Don't you ever forget where you came from. Don't forget where you came from. Never forget where you came from. And I love the text of Deuteronomy chapter 8, we just heard, because it's God speaking to us and He is saying, remember. I want you to remember. Don't dare you forget. I want you to remember. This one word is actually the summary of the whole text. Remember. Remember. And God says to the Israelites, hey guys, you are going to the promised land. You will prosper there. You will have all this stuff you need, even more than you need. And it's going to be Wonderful. These all kinds of things will greet you there. It's already prepared for you. And you will not need mana anymore. You will not need the pillar of fire or cloud to lead you. Now you can put your roots in the ground and you can stay there and you will prosper. But I want you to remember. I want you to remember. I want you to remember. And many of us have been in the wilderness. Maybe in the last few months or maybe a year you went through the wilderness and it was full of pain. You suffered. And for other of us, maybe last 12 months were great. You prosper. God bless you there, and it was like your promised land. But you when you were in the wilderness and it was full of pain and suffering and it's finished. It's gone. We are we tempted to say, oh, I'm so glad that's it. It's it, it finished. It's gone. I don't want to remember about it. And God says, completely different. God says right here no 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 no, don't forget about it I want you to remember and I want you to put it in your trophy case you have such things here I want you to put it in the front wall and remember about it and then people will visit you they have to see what you went through And that I was there with you. And I want you, if you go to other people and you share the gospel, I want them to see that you were in the wilderness. And I was with you. And I sustain you. Because I'm God who loves you. So I want you to remember. When you are blessed in the promised land, I want you to remember that I was with you when you were under pressure. And I bless you in afflictions, too. I want you to remember. And it needs to root you. It needs to be the foundation in your hard life. Your life will not be easy, but you will have a foundation. And this foundation is my love to you. And when you remember about it, it will remove the arrogance from you. It will humble you. I want to remember. You have to remember. And God says four things, four lessons. He's teaching us what we should or Israelites should remember. God says here are four lessons I want you to remember. This is the four reasons while you we were wanderer for 40 years. These are the four things I want to drill inside of you. I want this to be part of your character. I don't ever want you to forget this. I want this to be on your ego wall in your office. Or ego wall, sorry, in your office. And that was the purpose of, you, of it, the whole wilderness was for that, those four things. I allowed you to be beaten up, I allo- allowed you to be in desperation, I allowed you to be hungry, but I fed you with manna. I want you I allowed you to go through all those things because I wanted you to remember those four things. And the first we have in verse 1 and 2. God says, I want you to remember how I led you. How I led you. The whole commandment that I command you today you shall be careful to do that you may live and multiply and go in a possessed And possess the land that the Lord swore to give you to to your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness. I don't want to forget that. I don't want you to forget this. I want to remember how I led you. They got to park in there. They didn't know where they, they are going to go day to day. They didn't have a game plan. They just were watching this pillar of fire. And when this pillar of fire was moving, they had to pack everything and they had to follow. And during the day, they had the cloud and they were watching where God will lead them. And they had no clue what's the next step for 40 years. And that's the lesson, and that's the point. To not know where you are going doesn't mean that God is not leading you. Did you hear that? No, no, you you missed that probably. To not know where you're going doesn't mean that God is not leading you. So we have to be very careful. I'm a good planner. I can do some roadmaps, you know, from point A to B in my life, in life of my children, in business. But that's not the way how we should live as Christians. And sometimes our plans and goals can be sure excited. But God says, I led you remember how i led you all those years when you were great sportsman when you were you were great businessman and how i led you when you failed and i think it could be difficult thing for israelites to recognize that they will not see this cloud and they will not have this pillar of fire to lead them day by day. No longer these dramatic things are there. But God says, don't assume that now you can do whatever you like to do, or you can trust your intellect, your power, your wisdom. Remember how I led you. Remember how you waited on me. And just because you got a little bit of prosperity right now, there is no cloud, no pillar of fire, and you will have all this stuff, you can think, you can count on yourself. God says, no, that doesn't mean that you don't trust me day by day. No, you have to trust me. You have to wait on me. And you have to allow me to lead your life." One of the biggest problems with our experiences is that we can start to trust our experiences. Oh, we are doing that for the last 10 years and it works, so let's do it for another 10 years. Or, I did that this way and I prosper, so I will do that for the next five years. God says you cannot trust the experiences but you have to trust Me, God who gave you these experiences. Because I can change the way I want you to go. Because it's not the experience that is transformative. It's the God of experience that is transformative. So you don't trust the process you trust the God of the process, and He can change the process. So, God says, you see, I want you to remember. When you walk in the Promised Land and you will have this all this stuff, I want you to remember. So, if you were abundantly blessed by the last 6 or 12 months, and it was a great time for you. And other of us went through hell and pain at the same period of time. God says, the next 12 months could be completely opposite. If you prosper, you can go through hell. And if you are in hell, now you will prosper. But whatever happened, I'm with you. So remember how I led you. We are tempted when we prosper and we have great joy. We are very tempted to forget that everything that is good comes from heaven, from above. And whatever we do, whatever we uh, accomplish is just gifts gift from God. It's a blessing from, from God. Our children, they are a blessing from God our work, our brain, how we create things, it's, everything is a blessing from God. And if you're in this great joy, I want you to remember that when you went through the wilderness, I was with you and I whispered to your ear, and I told you, and I guide you, and I led you at the moments of the darkness when you have no idea what to do. I want you to remember. And then secondly he says, Remember how I humbled you. You are going to walk into this promised land. There will be great soil or this milk and honey. All those wonderful stuff. You will have a lot of more, more Uh, predictability in your life you don't have to worry where to go tomorrow you will have a little bit more stability now but I want you to remember how I led you and then how I humbled you verses 2 and 3 and you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness that he might humble you testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And he humbled you and led your hunger and fed you with manna, which you didn't know, nor did your, your father fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. He humbled you. Now I want you to remember this relationship between being tested and being humble. You can learn or you can read the books about being humble. But if you are not humiliated, you have no clue about humility. So God says, remember how I humbled you, how I tested you. And if you know anything about the nation of Israel, when they were tested, they were not very good students. They failed many times. So it's not theory about being humble which will humble you. It's humiliation and failure which will lead you to humility. You cannot be humbled apart from failure. And, book, and God says, sorry, and God says, look, look, your greatest failure was also a blessing from me. It was a gift from me to teach you how to be humble. Do you remember all those bad decisions you made? Do you remember these wrong assumptions you made? That's a gift from me to make you humble. Do you remember how you blow it? Remember it. Don't dare to forget about it. So now you have this trophy case in your room. I want you to put it there. You have to remember about your failures. I had the privilege to know some great Christians who are very good businessmen, they are good brothers, they are very successful, and many of them, they are most humble men I know. And you will, if you get to know them better, because at the first glance you, you, you can say, oh they could be a proud people because they have these big companies, they have these 16 zeros on their account, whatever it is and when you get to know them you see that they are so humble because they went through wilderness and they failed so many times and they were humbled by God they had so many humiliating experiences in their lives and that created in them the gratitude and healthy sense of distance they say it's not about me Whatever I do, whatever I have, I receive from the Lord. So I will use it for the glory of the Lord. You know the names. I will not, I will not mention that. We, we, we are not talking about men today. But we are talking about God who wants you to remember how you failed, all those bad decisions and mistakes you did, and how He led you and how He taught you in the process how to be humble. So that's what God is saying to Israelites. Look, when you are getting to this land, I want you to remember. Do not forget. I will remember how you cry. I want you to remember how, how I humbled you. How I gave you lessons in the wilderness. So, first thing God says, remember how I led you. Second, remember how I humbled you. And third thing he says is, remember, remember how I provided for you. And he just simply reminds them, you didn't have Walmart or Tesco or others shops in the wilderness, yeah, yeah, you, you had some stuff from Egypt, but you didn't have many clothes with you, and I, was, I provided for you all that way. Your clothing did not wear out on you, and your food did not swell these 40 years. Your clothes didn't wear out People, they, they were wearing the same clothes for 40 years. I don't know how, you, how often you change your clothes, but if I'm thinking about my shoes, maybe every three or four years I have to buy new shoes. And God says, I provided for you for 40 years. Your food didn't swell. I made it last. I took care of you. I met your needs in the wilderness. I provided for you. So when they came back to the promised land, someone looked at them and says, Oh, how about you? Do you need new shoes? And they said, No, no. A bit out but still good. Ladies wearing dresses, and someone came, Do you need a new dress? No, no, no. That's good. I'm good. I'm good. That's how God provided for them for 40 years. God met their needs. And He met your needs for last 20, 40, 10 years whatever it is. So God says don't dare forget about it. Now we're going to promised land they will have more options. There is Walmart, there is Target, there is I don't know, Tesco. So you can go and buy but you don't dare forget that whatever you have is a gift from me and that I provided for you. Do you remember when you were asking for food and you ate manna every day? You don't need that now, but I want you to remember how I provided for you. So God says simply, whether in prosperity or in poverty, God is always the provider. Whether in prosperity or in poverty, I'm always the provider. And I don't want you to forget about it. No? No? You don't take care of yourself. You don't take care of yourself. I am the provider. None of us can provide for ourselves. None of us can take care of ourselves. We need God who is taking care of us. He has provided for us. He has met our needs. And He is the same God. He never changed, and He will provide for every of His child till the end of this earth. Yeah, and maybe you, you suffer a little bit, maybe you have to lower your lifestyle, maybe you lost your job, maybe you went through some difficulties, but I don't see anyone to, to strive here. God took care of us, and he continued day by day to take care of us. He continued to meet our needs. So he says, my child, you live in the wonderland. American dream is still American dream for many nations in this world. But don't dare to forget how I provided for you. And the fourthly, he says, remember, remember how I disciplined you, how I discipline you. Verse five, know then in your hearts that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. What God is saying to us, he's saying, I want you to remember about the consequences of your bad decisions. I want you to remember about them because they are also gift from me. Gift of consequences. I want you to know that you don't do what you, don't, that what you want to do. You don't rebrand what I told you in the scripture you don't go off and make assumptions about my will you don't do things without consulting me, praying about it and by the way the reason why it took you 40 years it's because you don't listen to me so he says you wander through the wilderness for 40 years because you don't listen you're trying to do whatever you want to do you're trying to change whatever I will for you. Don't do it. Remember. Remember about the consequences of your bad decisions. Because maybe your conditions will change. You will go to the promised land and you will have all this stuff. And you will have more options now. I want you to remember those consequences. Forever, you know, it's like my little boy was. We were telling him not to touch the cattle uh, when it's heat, hot. Sorry. And my boy, he was four. He touched it, and he's ah. And he remembered. Now he's fourteen, and he never did it again. So God wants you to remember the consequences. I did that, and. I, I still remember how it felt. I don't want to go the same way. I still remember the consequences. And the Bible teaches, listen to it. The Bible teaches that wisdom has to do with those who respond properly to the consequences. All proverbs are about it. You have consequences and you respond properly. And conversely, people who refuse to respond to the consequences are what the Bible calls fools. What is the fool? A fool is the person who keeps running into the brick wall thinking that somehow or another the wall will get softer. That's the fool. And I have a little brother. And we were, when I was a boy, he was trying to hit me with his head. And I was saying, don't do it. Don't do it. And he was trying again and again. He was angry at me. So I just stepped back. And he hit the wall with his head. Bam. And God says the same. I told you not to do it. Don't dare to do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But if you're stubborn, I will step up. And he would will learn hard there's hard way or his way isn't it do you remember do you remember the pain of the consequences so he says remember and don't do it don't do it because i will step out step out again and it will be hard lessons for you lesson for you You want to do one more round around Mount Sinai? You want to go back to the wilderness? If you want, you can do it. But if you listen, you'll learn some wisdom. And I will bless you. So, I want you to remember how I led you. I want you to remember how I humbled you. I want you to remember how I provided for you. And I want you to remember how I disciplined you. For this reason. And the reason is given in verse 6. Here is the reason. So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God. By walking in his ways. And by fearing him. So God says Mike. I led you. Mike. I provided for you. I humbled you. Because I want you to walk. My ways, and I want your heart to be softened and fearing of me. God says to me, Max, I led you, I humbled you, buddy, I provided for you, and I disciplined you because I love you and I wanted to give you the frames for your life. I did it because I love you. And God says, there is only one way to walk, and it's my way. It is only one heart to have, one that fears me. And that's the reason God does all those things in our life. I want you to walk my ways. I want you to fear me. And I want you to understand, I'm not kidding and I'm not fooling around. This is not a joke when I'm saying that I want you to walk in my ways. I'm not playing with you. I'm not playing with you. This is not some cosmic game when God is playing and just, you know, kidding. I want you to get it, dear brother and sister. You were born to walk in His ways. And you were born to fear Him. And you were born to worship Him and Him alone. Why? Because I led you. Why? Because I provided for you. Why? Because I taught you to depend on, my, on me always. Why? Because I gave you the consequences to frame your life. We don't know what will happen tomorrow or next year. I live in Poland and people are asking me, do you think Putin will attack Poland? Will be another wave of refugees coming to Poland? I don't know. I don't know, maybe I will get the scan results and they will say, you have a cancer. We don't know that. And you don't know what will happen in your life tomorrow. But we know that the sovereign God, He is in control. He is in control of our lives. And my prayer today for me and for you is that we will respond to God the way He wants us to respond. And we will remember these important lessons from the wilderness. And we will walk in them always. Let's pray together.